0: Hey guys, welcome to the second ever episode of The Last Picture Hose. I'm Emma Beatty. And I'm Lily Stuklin. And today we are going to be making our final Oscar predictions. We are a week out from the ceremony. It's February 2 today. And so we have about, I think voting closes on the 4th, right? I believe so. Unsure. Sometimes we,
1: um so <laughs> we maybe, weren't invited. No yeah, one wanted our opinion. We're not in the academy,
0: unfortunately. Um if you're listening to this, please extend an invite. Anyways, um yeah, so there's still voting happening, which is really interesting. Um, but yes, we're gonna make our final predictions today. But first we have a quick a quick rapid fire question. So today's question is if this movie it's it's more like a fill in the blank, we'll say. If this movie came back into theaters for one day and one day only, I would call in sick to see it.
1: Ooh, I would play hooky to see Parasite again.
0: Really? Yeah. But we can go see Parasite right now. It's still in theaters. That's true. Well, I feel like oh, you know- so should we should we go see it right now? Should we- <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna not record this podcast. No, wait, wait. <laughs>
1: tomorrow when we have to go to work, and then we'll go see it. Okay, true, true,
0: true. Yeah, we'll call in sick tomorrow. Okay, that'd be a good one. Is there uh, like an older one?
1: You wouldn't come with me to go see it,
0: but... <laughs> we don't have to be together. <laughs> this true. It's pure, purely a you question. That's true. I or, mean, or it could be something like, you never got to see in theaters, and you're like, I would have loved to see whatever movie in theaters. Oh,
1: true. Not that it got nominated for anything this year, but I really would have liked to have seen The Farewell in theaters. Mm. I think me sobbing in my living room um, probably isn't the same as sobbing in, a, in an auditorium full of strangers. And as I, someone
0: who witnessed Lily sobbing in her living room while watching, I... I get, yeah, it's yeah, not I, quite the same. If
1: that was like a more collective experience, you know, I think that would have yes, <laughs> that would have been the the icing on the cake there. But.
0: Okay, um, mine would be this is like going back a few years, but if an opportunity arose for me to see a star is born in theaters again, I would do it. I'd call mm. it sick, like,
1: like a like, sing along version. <laughs>
0: no, <laughs> I, I hate musicals, so you know that, that <laughs> I would not fuck with that. Um, but. Yes, because that movie is so much more fun to watch in the theater because of the concert scenes and stuff. You feel so in it. My roommate know. saw it for the first time, like, last week.
1: <gasps> Sarah, if you're listening. <laughs> not judging you,
0: but... But we're kind of judging you. Oh, wow. That is crazy. Yeah, I think, actually, I recommended it to my best friend, and she watched it yesterday for the first time, too. And she was like, wow, I just bawled my eyes out through a <laughs> and I was like, yeah, welcome to the club two years after the fact. All right, well... Now that we have officially answered our rapid fire, not so rapid, but whatever, uh, rapid fire question, we are moving on to the for your consideration portion of the show. We have some Oscars things to talk about. Um, Yeah, like we said, ceremony is next Sunday, a week from today. I'm gonna be in LA for it. I know you're gonna be you're gonna be out
1: on the town. Yeah, I'm gonna see who I can mooch an invite off of, or if, I even, if anyone needs a last minute date, um, I'm available.
0: And be, she cleans up nice. I'll, well,
1: I'll attest. I will be in town.
0: All right. Yeah, we're we're New Yorkers, so we don't have to actually get to chill in LA for these fun parties ever. But uh, Lily's there if you if you need her. Okay, so I think the kind of annoying part about this year's Oscars is that like so much of it feels very um, very set in stone already especially like in particular the big four acting categories um best supporting actor and actress and best actor actress um do you think that there is any way well first let me just say obviously we're looking at Joaquin Phoenix for Joker and we are looking at Renee Zellweger for Judy Laura Dern for Marriage Story and Brad Pitt my boy for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood Um, do you think that there's any way we get a surprise in any of those categories?
1: I think Renee's spot might not be so clearly in the bag as we think, just because I feel like the amount of people that actually got around to seeing Judy, I mean, very, very low, (laughs) is is low, um, so I feel like, unless, you know, people are just kind of putting her as a shoe in, that could be, I know,
0: I agree, I, that, that is like... Not like it's going to annoy me if she wins, because obviously, from what I heard, I didn't see Judy, um, so I heard it was an incredible performance in an otherwise pretty subpar movie, um, so that's kind of like the bummer about it to me, is like, it'd be nice to reward a performance in a movie that a lot of people saw and a lot of people loved, whereas like that just, people are like, she's great, but the movie's bad. Um, let me try to think, who else would I, who would <laughs> I rather have it go to in that category?
1: I think that's also a case of the, like, the biopic yes. syndrome, where it's like, you know, you had... Rami Malik last year. Yes. Yeah. Like, Freddie Mercury, and it's, like, that's the shoe-in, and, like, a few years ago, you had, like, Winston Churchill, and it's just, like, mm-hmm. if you can imitate this person, like, you're in. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'm not
0: exactly sure should be, like, the merit for... No, I <laughs> agree. It's almost like there needs to be another, another category. Best performance in a biopic. Best performance imitating someone else. Yeah. Best performance, yeah, because, like, I mean, you have, you have so much more of a of, like,
1: research to go off of. Like, mm-hmm. you're not creating something from the ground up. It's totally. almost kind of like you have adapted screenplay and original screenplay. Like, yeah. you're, you have a lot more, I don't know, you have a lot more, like, you have a base built for you already, mm-hmm. so you don't totally. have to...
0: Yeah. I'm trying to think. In that category, if I was going to pick another person, I feel like I would pick maybe Scarlett Johansson and Marriage Story. As much as I love Saoirse Ronan and Little Women, which I really did, but... I don't know. Scarlett was really good in Marriage Story. I don't, what, what about you? Who would you pick?
1: The space. Think of all the, think sp- of all the space. space. Think of the space.
0: Think you of the space. You love the space.
1: Um. Honestly, I wasn't a huge... I feel like the acting in Marriage Story was super polarizing. And I yes, wasn't the was. biggest fan of it because I feel like it got hammy at points. Mm, mm-hmm. um, but I think we had this discussion before where it's like actors portraying actors always gets a little tricky because, yes. I mean you're getting super meta there, so it's like, how do you, how do you portray what you are currently in the shoes of already doing, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I don't know, that could be, and everyone's loving Charlize for Bombshell, they're like, once again, it's impossible, like, biopic syndrome, so it's like, what do you,
0: yeah, I wonder, like, uh, not like we would ever be privy to this information, but, like, if, if, Renee wins, obviously. It'd be interesting to know who came in, like, second, essentially, um, in that category, because that would be intriguing. I think the rest of them, I think you're right about her being, like, the least uh, sure bet of all of them. Like, at this point, Joaquin feels like a foregone conclusion because of Golden Globes and Sags. And then... Brad Pitt better fucking win, or else I'll revoke be- my because I will literally like I will log off for the rest of the time. <laughs> um, and then who's the other one that we're talking about? Best supporting? Oh, Laura Dern in Mary's Story, and she was really great.
1: True, but but listen, she... Laura Dern is just was just a jacked up version of her Big Little Eyes character, That's which I'm true. fine with. But like everyone loves Florence Pugh, Florence. I know. I feel like Florence. We'd all be best friends.
0: <laughs> I I would like to think so. I don't know. I have some thoughts about that that we can get into at a later I, date. There was,
1: there was a lovely tweet that was saying the next Disney Plus TV show should literally just be Florence Pugh making ice cream. I don't know if you've been following her on Instagram. Oh my god, <laughs> She literally amazing. is just making ice cream on her Instagram stories all the time. And they're like, I would watch a 30-minute I mean, show on that. I would watch that.
0: Florence Pugh do pretty much anything. That's... Like, I'd watch Florence Pugh paint a wall. Yeah. Like, I'd I'd watch Florence do nothing.
1: Yeah, and I think, well, I, I think she deserves a lot of credit because it's, like, Amy March is historically... The most hated of all of them. <laughs> A brat of a character, and it's, like, yeah. she she gave it such a turn, and she put, like, such a humanistic spin on it that mm-hmm. it's, like, you can't help but actually, in the end, respect her so much for, like, going through this period of yeah growth and maturity and wanting yeah. to be on her side for it.
0: Yeah, when I reviewed the film, that was actually, like, my angle for my review. Like, I was, like, she's I, I thought she was almost the most relatable character of all of them, especially because like everyone always wants to be a Joe, but there was something about Amy that felt so like realistic and um, rational in this retelling, which I found. I mean, that's partially due to Greta's writing, obviously, but also yeah. I want
1: this to be the next like who's your Sex in the City character? Forget that. Uh, be like <laughs> yes. Which uh, March sister are you? But the problem
0: is that like this is such a tangent. Sorry to everyone listening to this, but um the problem is that no one ever wants to be Meg or. Uh, Beth.
1: You don't want to marry a poor man. No, like, the only <laughs> two don't people- It's you do It's
0: like, do you, are you a Joe or are you an Amy? And before this, no one wanted to admit they're an Amy. I think I'm an Amy. I think you're an Amy. Oh. <laughs> I'm taking that as a compliment. But only because of Florence Pugh. Um, okay, so, if Brad Pitt, he's obviously been on a- I call, I heard someone call it the charm offensive this award season, which I heavily fucked with. What joke do you hope he makes in his acceptance speech? He's been poking fun at everybody, in like a very tasteful way. He made that joke about Quentin Tarantino separating more girls from their shoes than the TSA. So good, so good. I want to see like a good Leo joke, you know? Yes, poke it right at him. Um. <laughs> yeah, no, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, I want a pointed joke about Leo and his dating history. That's
1: yeah. what I want. Because what are we? You? What you're right on the cusp, and I'm, I'm. About seven months off from yeah I being think, too old for it. I think I
0: uh I think I have about six months left in my in my potential you can Leo do, you internship. Can do a end. lot in six months. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'll see what I can do. Uh, Camille Marone, if you're listening, sorry to this man. Okay, are there any in this in those like categories? Are there any that you think? Oh, I really wish so and so would take it, even though I know that they won't.
1: <laughs> Not that you are read right up on this category at all, but I would love for How to Train Your Dragon to win <laughs> Best Animated Feature. <laughs> like, all right. Show me show me a better trilogy that, like, ends with such a great and satisfying and complete character arc, and the score was beautiful, and Roger Deacon, um, who, you know, did his 1917 shtick, but he, like, consulted on this film, too, so it's equally as beautiful, if not more so, because there's dragons. Um. <laughs> Lily, Lily loves a dragon moment. I love a dragon movie. Um... But no, but I mean, like, the Annie Awards and, um, you know, the Baptists are happening right now, and Golden Globes, I don't think that How to Train Your Dragon will take that spot. But in my heart, it has it.
0: Okay, that's good (laughs) to know. All right, so let's talk about The Elephant in the Room that is Best Picture. So there are nine films in the running. I'm going to list them. I think I can do all of them by name. Um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Irishman, Parasite, 1917. Marriage Story, Little Women. Oh no. Ford Ferrari and Jojo Rabbit. Those are the only two I haven't seen, so of course. Oh, and I'm missing one. Did you say parasite? You said parasite. I did. Hmm.
1: No, there's we nine. have everything.
0: I thought there was nine. I think I just only listed eight. Hmm. Joker. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, White male rage. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> <laughs> Don't love that. Um, Me, no, else? you're right, there's only eight. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the theme of this year's Oscars are White men being pissed at the world. Um, Okay, so as of right now, from everything that I'm hearing in the other podcasts that I listen to, which is the only way I know anything about any of this, um, it feels like very much a two-way race between 1917 and Parasite. Would you agree at this and point? And, like,
1: what a difference. <laughs>
0: like, like so There are two kinds of films. people in this
1: world. Truly. The people who put 1917 as their number one, and the people who put Parasite as their number one.
0: Yeah. So the reason why we say that, for those of you who maybe um, aren't as super familiar with the way these things work, which, fair, because who is? Um, so basically that, us saying that, is based on, like, the awards that those movies have already won in this season. So obviously the big award shows are Globes, Awards, and the Oscars, but there's a bunch of little award shows in between that kind of, like, act as bellwethers for the big ones, and so both of those have really, like, cleaned up in a lot of places, um, which is an indicator that the Academy will reward them as well, so that's why we say that. Um, but yeah, I, what are your thoughts? Who do you think is gonna win?
1: Who do I think, or who do I want? (laughs) I
0: mean, I, I feel like for both of us, those are different answers. Yeah,
1: well, I think I think 1917 is the shoe-in for best picture and like I know we've talked about it before on our last episode and we both loved it um but I'm kind of in the camp of team parasite because Mm -hmm. I think in terms of like what 2014 when moonlight won over La La Land like what a like historical moment that was and what totally like how that laid down the potential for like a more inclusive future in mm. the Academy and in the industry at large. Yeah. I think Parasite really would bridge that gap where it's like people, like people will go to the theater. It's like got what over like 30 million in the box office mm-hmm. right now. And it's yeah. still going with Oscar re-releases. And I think that, you know, I, I think it was the, uh, Bong's Golden Globe speech, where he's like, "Once you get over like the fear of like one-inch subtitles, like the world." up you all listen to, you all read subtitles at home when you watch Netflix, anyway. Yeah, ten million other things. Like, what's it, what's it with the foreign language? Like, Mm -hmm. I, it's, yeah, that's what I would love to see. Yeah,
0: I. My general feeling is like, you know, I stand 1917 very hard. Stand uh, present tense. I stand it, but um, I and I. So I wouldn't be like mad if 1917 won. However. I do feel like having Parasite win feels like an opportunity for the Academy to say, like, look at, like, look at the kind of films we're willing to reward. You know, like, we are looking more internationally, like, we are being more inclusive and more representative, um, and I think that, like, I hope that Academy members, um, keep that in mind when they're voting. Again, like, I wouldn't be pissed if 1917 won, because you know I really liked it, but I, I just would... Like I would be, I would be excited if Parasite won. Like I'd be like, thank God that they did something right. Finally,
1: finally. Yeah. <laughs> like no one's gonna. It's not gonna be surprising, right? If, if and when nineteen seventeen takes home.
0: I know. Takes uh, home the gold. I'll be so sad. I just want to see Bong Joon Ho make an acceptance speech again. I'm so. <laughs> My
1: favorite thing has been literally seeing him at all these award shows. Like being total dad, I know. He, is, he is my Korean father. He I know.
0: Um, I mean, to, to be not to be fair, but like I do think we will hear from him either in best international film. Is that what their mm-hmm. category is called now?
1: Yes, they. It's no they longer foreign language. It. Yes. it is international. Yes, and
0: so. and I also think it would be. I I feel like he has a pretty good shot at like best director. So I don't know. Maybe we'll maybe we'll see him elsewhere if he does not win in this big category. Oh, we might, sure. we might still get a bomb speech.
1: <laughs> for sure. As long as there's a bomb speech. I don't... I'm,
0: yeah. I'm like, I, sh- sure. I, I'm just, I, I just want, I just want him to be happy. I want, I want the best for him. Um, but also obviously part of what makes this race so interesting is the fact that the ballot system for best picture is very, very janky. Lily, would you like to explain
1: Oh boy. A little bit about how this works. We're <laughs> going to
0: try. I mean, fact check this, but...
1: Okay, so long story short, voting for the Academy. So the Academy is obviously comprised of thousands of... Members of the motion picture industry, anywhere from like publicists and executives to like the directors, the sound designers, costume designers, and they're all broken up into their respective subcategories. And so it's those subcategories that vote for their respective nominees. So, like, you have all the editors voting for the best editing nominees and so on and so forth. But then, when it comes, like, once you have your nominees chosen and it comes down to actually vote for the winners of all the Academy Awards. It's open to the entire Academy. So, like, once the editors narrow it down for best editors, then everyone gets to pick. Yeah. Um, and... It's kind of like, we've curated
0: this list for you. Because yes. we know what the hell we're talking about. Yeah. Now you guys can all vote. Yeah.
1: Exactly. And, um, so all the categories besides best picture, you just get to pick one. So, you know, you get a drop-down list, and it's like, who's your favorite? Great. Thanks. On to the next one. Now, best picture... Um, Ever since they moved the amount of nominees up from five, so it can be up to ten a year instead of, like, normally five as all the other categories. It's now a preferential ballot, so it's basically a way of making everyone super confused. Yep. And this is how the white man wins. Um, No, but basically you rank your best picture options so like let's say I would have Parasite 1, uh, Little Women 2, 1917 3 and so on and so forth until we get to the end of the list and the way that you know your accounting bros who are counting all the votes do it is it's kind of process of elimination so it's whoever like, you count up all your nominees and, let's say, Joker, because we don't want them to win, um, didn't get nearly as many number one spots as Parasite. Then they, like, kick it off. It's out of the running. And you just continue going through that process of elimination until you get to, like, who has the most number one votes there. But it becomes a complicated process because some people try to think that, like, rigging it in a way where you're putting, like, the second favorite that you think is going to win in, like last place versus first place to help your first place, it gets, like, I think people kind of take it out of context, and Mm -hmm. then it becomes a whole, like, kerfuffle. (laughs) Yeah,
0: it's almost like, if any of you have been watching The Circle, it's almost like when they rank the players, or, like, in any reality show, really, when you rank the players and you think, I think this person is going to do super well, and I don't like that, so I'm going to put them at the bottom because I want them to get kicked off or whatever. It's kind of like people take that mentality with it sometimes, and then that, like, doesn't work. It, it just, it backfires on people. But I think the point, the point is that, like, best picture is supposed to go to the picture that the most people liked, right? That's the goal. Do we feel like that? I don't know if that, that really works. Now. <laughs> well, well, I mean, it's also, the, the
1: Academy is so, it's getting so big at this point. I think there are over 9,000 members now and growing. I think so, yeah. And I think that's... I mean, the more people you have and the more people that are voting and contributing, like, almost the more fair it gets, just mm-hmm. based on numbers, you know, because it's, like, now right. we're letting in, like, more women and more people of color and more minorities. And that's kind of helping, obviously, level the playing field, but still, it's, like, when the majority of your voting body is, like, older white dudes and stuff like that, like, you're still, yeah. the majority of that demographic is still historically leaning towards right these certain kind of films, such as, yeah. like,
0: War Epics
1: or, you know gangster picks.
0: yeah it's like I saw um somebody tweeted this was in the best director best director nominations came out well when all the nominations but someone asked on my twitter timeline they were like how many of the best director people who are nominating in that category are women and someone said it was 32% and it's like okay well it's nice to have 32% but also like that that's still the white man is still the majority there like it almost you know so it's nice to have these other voices in the academy but like if it's still overwhelmingly white and male like you're not really gonna get anywhere it's a percentages game I feel
1: yeah I mean it for sure is but I think that's why having like so many thousands of members now is trying is starting to like even that out so it's it's like you know how like in like what is it um in, like, 2,250, like, we'll have pay equality.
0: Yeah. So, Great.
1: So give it a few decades, and yeah. you know, things will iron you know, themselves out.
0: If we're all still here and the planet hasn't been burnt to a crisp, like, maybe we'll be... The Academy
1: Awards might be fair one day. Exactly. <laughs> they
0: might be They might be good. Um, all right. So final predictions, I think we're pretty much set on the fact that para- Or, not Parasite. Oh, sad. Uh, 19, <laughs> 1917 is going to take Best Picture. Yeah, I I think feel. so. I just got... I will
1: put, put a five on it.
0: I just got a work email... From my coworker telling me what George Mackay is wearing at the BAFTAs right now, so I'll have to check that immediately. <laughs> I, I won't be mad to see him on stage come Oscar night. It'll be, like, the biggest plus of 1917 winning Best Picture. Alright, um, what about other nominations? Like, any other predictions you'd like to make in terms of, like, director, screenplay,
1: mm. best
0: adapted, best original, et cetera, I, et
1: cetera. I really, I read a lovely take on twitter last night talking about how um so the WGA awards were last night and Jojo Rabbit took home best adapted screenplay and we love Tycho TD <laughs> We do he's our he's our film daddy. Yes, he's a New Zealand dad and then <laughs> Bong's our Korean dad. Exactly. Um but they were saying how you know, once you get, like, witty vernacular in your script, even though, like, it might not be laid out, like, structured, like, your story beats aren't laid out so structurally sound, just because, like, you have some witty banter that fits into your film's unique world, like, that merits more of a vote than something actually, like, built in, like, a very sound story structure. Mm-hmm. Um, they were kind of talking about Juno, how Juno won, and obviously, like, seeing Juno, it's so, like... Yeah, what's up, man? Sip some Kool-Aid yeah. on that. Like it's very Yeah. It's very like cool lingo, similar to how JoJo Rabbit is very like, you know, goofy and of its own, like in its own little universe and how that pulled more people's votes in than something like Greta's Little Women. Um, but I mean I think you read the book right before you saw the movie. I did. And Yeah,
0: <laughs> I mean I think so I did not see Jojo Rabbit, you did. Um, so I can't I can't obviously speak to the level of taika's script but i the thing i would love to see greta Wynn adapted just because i she did something so fresh and i just really creative and clever with that script and i think you know like made a book that was written during the civil war feel so relevant and modern and i just think that like isn't that like kind of what best adapted screenplay is all about, right? Like, let's take this thing and let's see if we can make it feel new again. And and she did, and I think that that is really, I think she deserves to be applauded for that. But again, I can't like, I can't compare it to the Jojo Rabbit screenplay because I I didn't I didn't see it. You know yeah. what I mean? So I don't know. I'll have to record back. At it's a other, timeless later story, people. <laughs> also, like, also in in the big categories where both genders are able to compete we have a lot of dude things happening like it would be nice to see what like dude things for for a dollar name a woman like it'd be nice to see <laughs> one wore. girl like one woman you know um win one of those categories so yeah i would love to see that happen but i don't i don't think it will um i think based on the wga awards i think jojo rabbit will probably win which bums me out what about director who do you think is going to win director this is a little tougher to call in my opinion
1: I don't know because I feel like I don't know. You got the people gunning for Quentin,
0: yeah. Um, the Quentin bros,
1: the Quentin bros, the
0: Tarantine bros, the wow. Tarantine bros. I just made that up.
1: <laughs> Put a pin in that, that's At yours now. TM,
0: trademark. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm I
1: would be on team Quentin. I mean, I know he's gotten he's gotten what screenplay in the bag a few years mm-hmm. in a row, but he's never actually gotten best director,
0: yeah.
1: Um, so I think if any year is the year for him to do it, it's this year when he yeah. made a movie that's so much about Hollywood. And we mm-hmm. all know how much Hollywood loves well, movies like Hollywood. Hollywood. The
0: circle jerk that is Hollywood. Yes. Yes, absolutely. No, I agree. I think I'd be I'd be okay if he won. If he won, I'd be okay. I mean, I'd be really happy if Bong Joon-ho won. Um, I think the only people I'd be like, wah, would be Todd Phillips better not win for Joker. Sorry, oh, no. no. Sorry, Todd.
1: No, no. <laughs> um,
0: and also, like, Martin Scorsese, I guess the Irishman was fine. I, I I have thoughts about that movie I
1: guess it was I to be honest I haven't decided to dedicate three hours of my life to that yet so I, I haven't mean, um, I have yet to make that commitment it's the only, wow. <laughs> it's the only best picture nominee I haven't uh, seen yet but
0: I don't, I don't I didn't know that this category was technically called achievement in directing so formal learn something new about <laughs> I the thing is I if Sam Mendez wins this I, I guess if Uh, If we are deciding that 1917 is going to win Best Picture, I'd like to see someone else take directing. Right? Yes. Yeah, same. I mean, I'd be like thrilled if Quentin got it. I'd be thrilled if Bond got it. In a
1: perfect world, we could have Little Women win Best Picture. And then Sam can take directing, and yes. him and Roger Deacon can run off into the sunset in one single take.
0: Exactly. <laughs> they can take their other seven wins that they will probably have. Wait, I have a question. I'm putting you on the spot here. What is the difference between sound mixing and sound editing? Oh my God. You don't
1: know? <laughs> okay. Well, Can't have to even, I it. can hardly put together a podcast, but hey, I, I if do... anyone
0: knows, uh, feel free to chime in in the comments and yeah. tell us the difference between sound mixing and sound editing. I'm going to speak out of my ass here, but I,
1: I think that, that one of it, might be a matter of how you're assembling sounds and the other might be how you're creating them and like making them part of a whole
0: interesting okay but even that
1: seems very abstract and i kind of made that sound very abstract yeah
0: i know what i'm talking about i mean you could be totally right you don't know well
1: Well, i mean the night before the academy awards is when they have all like the technical and scientific awards mm -hmm. um and I feel like and there's been talk, I mean, like last year there was the uproar where ABC was trying to up their ratings and they were gonna move all of the yes, you know, best cinematography, best editing, sound mixing, all that to, you know, unbroadcasted yes, portions I of the there show. Was a big and everyone huffle, was up in arms.
0: Huffle about this. Um,
1: I mean huffle. but there is a whole other portion of the Academy Awards that is not televised that gets, right. you know, done the night before. But that's all the the way more technical. Yes.
0: Yes. Um, okay, so I just Googled it, for those of you listening. Um, in layman's terms, this is according to the New York Times, sound editing is about collecting the sounds needed for a film. Sound mixing refers to what is done after they are collected. Sure.
1: Yeah, but if you're... <laughs> if you're great. not privy to that, to that knowledge, how, how can you, as, like, the average Academy member, discern the
0: difference? No, I have no idea. That's a great question. Like, it'd be, it'd be interesting. We know, we know an Academy voter. Maybe we should ask. That's true.
1: <laughs> we have one in our pocket. We have <laughs> one.
0: Uh, yeah, that's really interesting. What about, um, what about original screenplay? Who are you, who are you thinking for that?
1: I, Parasite, 100%. Okay. I think the only thing that would keep people for doing that would be like, I mean, I'm sure you have those lazy voters who aren't gonna bother to read the translated I, script.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um,
1: cause it's like, but, but I mean, you're, you're still, you're reading it the whole time mm-hmm. with, with subtitles, so like it's there in front of me. I know. Um,
0: I kind of feel like I already did read the screenplay because I watched the whole film. Yeah, there you go. I don't know. I I did see a tweet from someone saying that there were Academy members who didn't want to see Parasite because they didn't want to deal with subtitles. Which is well, they so can sit bad. down. <laughs> that is so terrible. That's rude. It's so... Law, I hate that so much. Um, okay, what do you feel like is, I feel like I, I care about the, like, if we're putting it in terms of, like, political elections, maybe, we'll say, like, the down ballot um, categories, maybe? Like, obviously, the big ones come at the end of the show. What are some of the the categories that come toward the beginning that you feel like are the most important, yet the most overlooked?
1: I mean, I'm a sucker for obviously animation, but you know we've already talked about that. Mm-hmm. But I'm a sucker for cinematography, and I think yes. a fun example of this year is that *Cow Lighthouse* got the vote. Like, mm-hmm. *A24* wasn't really—it's
0: their only nomination,
1: yeah. But you know, like they were like gunning full force behind like *The Farewell* mm-hmm. and *Uncut Gems*, and then like up out of nowhere, it's like the lighthouse gets their sole nomination, and it's for mm-hmm. cinematography. Um, but I think there's a lot of fun to be had there, like stylistically. Um, I mean obviously like you have nineteen seventeen with Roger Deacon pulling like Daddy Deacons is gonna say <laughs> <this>. <laughs> pulling like the one shot the one shot thing, but I think there's a lot of fun and freedom to be had in the category and that I mean obviously like as you're watching the film, it's like the, it's what you see. It's there. Mm-hmm. It's like not we don't have to discern the difference between sound editing and sound mixing. Like yeah, you're there visually sure. seeing it. And so yeah. That would be that, that would a, be a fun upset. Yeah. Especially, like, they... Oh, it would be. It was filmed on film, yeah. like, on an island in Nova Scotia. <laughs> like... Crazy.
0: Literally insane. Robert Pattinson masturbates furiously. I love it. It <laughs> doesn't have anything to do with the cinematography, just a selling it's point. to win. You, if you haven't seen The lighthouse, please go watch it. Um, yeah, that's a fun one. I agree. I think... Uh, cinematography is kind of confusing to me. There is apparently a Roger Deakins quote, which I heard on another podcast, that's like, cinematography does not equal pretty. And I, that kind of, I was like, oh, I don't really know what cinematography is then. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not very, I'm not as well versed. You, no, you I, know mean, so no I mean, no, I mean, I have.
1: think like, like The Lighthouse, I don't think it's a pretty film at all. I think it's like what, how you can visually aid your story. So it's mm-hmm. like, using the lighthouse as an example like everything is filmed kind of in like a square flat format so it gives you like that feeling of like oh they're stuck on this island they're stuck on this yes yeah yeah and it's like you know in gritty and black and white because you know i'm sure being stuck on an island in a lighthouse is like gritty and gross and dark and dirty and it's like letting the cinematography reflect that just like emphasizes that so much more and same with like 1917 like the one-shot thing it's like That makes the time seem so much more urgent, Mm because it's like, this takes place in effectively real time, as he's, like, running from his battalion to the next, Mm -hmm. and I think it's, yeah, not pretty, but it's whatever emphasizes, you know,
0: brings up your story. Yes. All right, um, pivoting really hard for our, to kind of, to wrap up in a few different ways, um, who are you most looking forward to seeing at the Oscars? And Mm -hmm. any person that you're like, oh, I can't wait to see what so-and-so wears, or, like, just... I don't know. Give me more Florence. I mean, Florence, Florence <laughs> Give me for a Do you think there's any way in which she walks the red carpet with Zach Braff? I mm, I think... <laughs> I think... Bold move. Bold move. I think her walking the carpet with Zach Braff would be bad for her career, frankly. I... But I don't think that she wouldn't not... Do, she wouldn't not yeah, do she it. She totally... Yeah. She would, <laughs> she would do it because she'd be like, I don't fucking care. Which, I, which I do respect. <laughs> I, I do admire that. I will say, who else am I looking forward to seeing? Um, well, Timothy Chalamet is not nominated, but he is a presenter, so I hope he, like, goes full Timmy. He's gonna
1: look real pretty. I
0: Yeah, he better. I would love to, like, one of these days he's gonna show up wearing a dress and we're all just gonna be like, yes, thank God. Um, i like to see him go, like, full Harry Styles. Mm-hmm. Embrace he his will. feminine energy. Yeah, he's, he's, like, very much on his way. But also, but I, I also, like flipping that a little bit i wouldn't be surprised if he does something a little bit more muted for this because he's not a nominee you know i don't know i feel like maybe if you're just presenting and you're not maybe maybe you're like true but you almost
1: have more fun as a presenter because you can kind of give a like the spotlight is on you less so that you have no one expects you that's true to you know dick around a little bit okay
0: so we're excited about a timmy fit who else I don't know. Who's been having, like, a really great red carpet season? Weirdly, um, I think Renee Zellweger has looked so beautiful at all of these events. She just looks so, like, so put together. So boys. amazing. Yeah. Like, I'll the dress wore to the Golden Globes was stunning. Let me think. Who else? I don't know. I hope the men pull out some, like, cool things. Because, like, menswear can be so boring. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, also. I want another I want another harness, okay? Someone pull one out. <laughs> Side um, note. Well, off of this topic, in terms of
1: Sexy things at the Oscars. Like last year, we had the Stars Born performance. Oh yes. Are any of the music performances going to be so no. <laughs> so bold this no. year? No, I'm
0: actually I'm writing about that the day after the Oscars. Um, so you know, also what do we have to
1: look forward to? Who's Adele going to
0: be there? I'll push out the link. Um, I think she is. is she? I don't know.
1: Yeah, because they're they're nominated for um, Frozen, right? Yeah, Frozen yeah. Two, the Let It
0: Go follow up. Um, Excuse me, sorry. Into the
1: Unknown. Yeah, no, um. I,
0: I think that there will never be as a performance as steamy as B Coop and Lady Gaga. God bless them. All right, as you know, on this podcast, we wrap, wrap up with a sexy question, so that was a great segue, Lily. Thank you. What do you think will be the sexiest part of the Oscars this year? Mm. I don't know, because it's like, we don't have those big music
1: performances, we don't Give me a Brad Pitt win for Best Supporting Actor, yeah. and that'll be the sexiest part of my day. I was
0: gonna say, specifically, like, that moment where Brad Pitt, like, looks down at the statue while making a joke, and then, like, laughs to himself because he knows that he's funny. Whoever's writing his jokes this year is doing a great job. Chef's kiss. Chef's Tip kiss. Tip of the hat. Alright, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of The Last Picture, Hose. I hope you enjoy os- watching the Oscars, excuse me, and also I hope you enjoyed these predictions. Tune in next time. Tell the people who you are. Oh, yeah, sorry. Um, I'm Emma Beatty, and you can find me on social media at Emma Beatty. And I'm Lily Stuklin, and you can find me online at Stukes. If you like this podcast, you should do us a solid and subscribe. We'll see you next time.